The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Lord, well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And so last week we started a series talking about prayer, and we titled uh, this series, uh, Every Prayer Answered, right? Because this is God's will for all of us, is, is that God wants to answer every single uh, prayers that we pray. And the answer that God wants to give us uh, is, is simply this, yes and amen. Amen. And so, um, you know, today we're going to look at some things that are really going to challenge you. They're really going to, you know, get you to actually see what the Bible uh, kind of prayer looks like and it's really going to help you, I believe. Uh, I, I say this in, 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 in the opening of my book. I said, uh, praying ignorantly or praying the wrong way will not only uh, limit your results, but it will ultimately also frustrate your prayer life. Amen? And so when we don't learn about a prayer and, and we don't, you know, uh, learn about doing it right, uh, we're going to get limited results. And when we start getting limited results, we're going to get frustrated. And the ultimate destination is we stop praying, right? Because we think, after all, this thing doesn't work. And so we looked last week at the foundation of prayer. And we said the foundation of prayer is, you know, the, the, the purpose is that God gave us prayer as a channel for relationship and for fellowship. Amen? Uh, the, the foundation of prayer is fellowship. It is not asking. So prayer is not simply bringing our grocery list to God. Amen? Prayer uh, is, is about establishing a relationship with God. Amen? I think my time is, is broken. I'm going to preach for the whole day if you don't fix that up. You know, my time. I need time to, yeah, I need some, I need something to stop me, right? And so we said uh, prayer is for fellowship. Have you ever been to church and the brother just keep preaching? <laughs> it's because they don't have the time <laughs> or it's broken, so they're going to fix it. Anyway, what did I say? Prayer, fellowship, right? That's the foundation. Uh, God wants to hang out with you. He wants to spend time with you, even when you don't have anything to ask uh, uh, him, you know, uh, for, right? God wants to spend time with you, and uh, we... we noticed that Adam uh, prayed even though there was nothing to ask for. He lived in a perfect environment. Uh, you know, the weather was right, the climate it was just right. He had all his needs met. Uh, he had a wife already, so there was no, you know, prayer request. So, so he didn't, he didn't, there was no prayer. Yes, the Bible says he met with the Lord every noonday uh, to pray, to have fellowship with God. And so uh, we don't have to wait until we have needs for us to pray because prayer is not a synonym for asking. 
Can I get an amen? And so uh, we, we established last week uh, from Jesus' teaching that there were some wrong ways to pray, don'ts. That's what he called, he called them, the thou shalt not uh, things of prayer. And so if you were not here last week, please be sure to go to the uh, website and you, you'll be able to uh, catch up. Amen. amen. And so today we want to look at what prayer is. And uh, we, we, we're going to look at that. And so let's go to Ephesians chapter number 6 from uh, verse 18. Ephesians chapter number 6. I'm going to read verse 18. Ephesians chapter number 6, uh, verse 18. I think it was the NIV, if I'm not mistaken. And this is what it says. It says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we see a lot of things here that the Apostle Paul brings up. You know, the first thing that we see is the Apostle Paul says, when we pray, we must pray in the Spirit, right? And so every prayer is prayed in the Spirit. I know, you know, in the charismatic world, when we say pray in the Spirit, we mean pray in, uh, in, in, in other tongues, in unknown tongues. But really, every prayer that you pray should be prayed in the Spirit. That's what Scripture tells us. It says there's a time coming, and that time is now for worshipers to worship Him in, in Spirit and in truth. So every prayer is prayed in the spirit there's no prayer that's prayed outside of the spirit right uh and so here he says we must pray inspired by the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests and so we see right there that there are different kinds of prayers or types if you will of prayers our god is a god of uh, variety and because of that he has given us different ways by which we can meet with him and have fellowship with him and spend time with him in this thing called prayer amen and so we we said in the first service that these different kinds of prayers are available for all of us in my book i talk about six six of them but that's not all there is to it i believe it's an infinite uh list but these are the six that i could see and that i could you know teach on and so he says we must pray with all these different kinds of prayers and i want to submit to you this morning that these different kinds of prayers have different uh, uh regulations if you will different kinds of prayers have a different way of uh, functioning in them amen and so th these are similar to like you know the different uh sports we have in the world uh, basketball uh, rugby uh football the real football you know where you kick the ball with a with a feet and uh the, the different uh, uh sports and these different sports are governed by different uh rules and regulations and uh if you use a uh, basketball rules to play uh, football, you're not going to get much progress. And sometimes this is what's happened in the arena of, of prayer is that people uh, just, you know, mix it all up. And sometimes they use different principles and it really frustrates their prayer life because they don't see any results. And so we're going to look at all these different kinds of prayers and show you through scripture how you should be functioning in each and every different uh, uh, one of these uh, prayers. And the first one uh, we're going to look at and I, know, I knew everybody was waiting for this one, so we just had to go there first. We're going to look at the prayer of petition, <laughs> also known as the prayer of asking, right? I knew, people, hey, let's get to the asking part. It is a part of prayer. It doesn't constitute the majority of prayer, but it is a, a part of praying. And God wants us to ask him for stuff. And so quickly, let's go to First John chapter number 5. 
First John chapter number 5, and we're going to read uh, verse 14. First John chapter number 5, uh, we're going to read uh, verse 14 in the King James, and then we'll read it in the Amplified as well. And it says this, it says in verse 14, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according, someone say according. That's the kicker right there. So if you're reading in a real physical Bible paper, please underline that, that, that word according. You know, highlight that word, put a chewing gum on it, do something to that word. It must stand out, right? This is the confidence that we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So God is not obligated to hear you just because you're asking. It has to be according to something. Did y'all see that? If we ask anything, we can have confidence if we do this. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And so if we ask anything according to something that is not a part of his will, he will not hear you. And with this, I want to say a statement uh, that's going to shock some of you. And this statement is simply this. God has answered every prayer that has ever been prayed. And the answer he gave was yes and amen. amen. Now, some of you are thinking, but I prayed something and I didn't, you know, get the answer. Maybe it wasn't prayer. Just because it starts with in Jesus' name and it ends with amen does not mean that it qualifies as prayer. If it is not according to his will. So a lot of Christians think you can start with in Jesus' name and put a whole lot of complaining in between. And just cap it off with amen and that was prayer. Or start with in Jesus' name, put a whole lot of emotions. This is how I feel about it. This is how pressing the issue is. They think we can just fill in with whatever we want, the in-between, and cap it off with amen and it qualifies as prayer. No, not according to the Apostle John. It has to be according to some. It has to be according to his will for him to hear you. Why? Because God watches over his word, not how pressing the issue is. He watches over his word to perform it. He says, this is the confidence. You can have confidence in your prayer when you start praying his will. Now, someone may say, well, how do I know his will? I mean, someday he may will it to be this and the other. He may will it to be that. How do I know his will? Well, his will is expressly given in his word. And so before you pray it, go and check if it's according to his will, if it's available in his will. And if it is, you can pray it, watch this, according to his will, and you will have confidence that God has heard you. And not only has he heard you, he goes on to answer that prayer. Can I get an amen? Watch what it says in the Amplified Bible, the same verse. Let's go to the Amplified. Watch what it says, First uh, John 5. He says, this is the confidence. God wants you to have confidence in prayer. You know, prayer is not a wishy-washy type deal. You know, I'll just throw it up there and quest sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. God wants you to have confidence in your prayers. Amen? amen. I said amen. He says this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure, it's a sure thing, we are sure <laughs> that if we ask anything 
Make any request according, here we go again, according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens and he hears us. Next verse, watch what happens, verse 15. And if, or since, we positively know, there's a knowing when you pray his will. Since, we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask according to his will, right? We also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests we made of him. So in other words, when you pray this way, you can walk out of the prayer closet 100% sure that God has heard you and that he has answered you. But if you put complaining in between, you're not going to be sure. Can I get an amen? amen? Let's go to Mark chapter number 11, uh, verse 24. We're going to look at some stuff there. This is really neat. It's going to bless you. Mark chapter number 11, verse 24, right? Let's go there. Mark 11, verse 24. If you have it, you can say, I have it. Mark 11, verse 24. I need to get there myself. Oh, should I start in verse 22? Okay, I'll do that. Verse 22. Some two words that will uh, help you, man, if you want to live long. Uh, it is yes, ma'am. <laughs> you want to... This one young uninformed guy, he got married. He didn't know. He didn't know the inside scoop uh, that, you know, you want to live long and you, you, you have to learn. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He didn't know that. And so he, he said to his wife, he said, I just want to let you know that in this house, I'm the man of the house. I run this house. And uh, <laughs> he lived to regret that day. <laughs> she threw something at him and missed him, but... <laughs> Listen to what he says in verse 22. Jesus answered them and said to them, Have faith in God. In other words, have the God kind of faith. The young, the young, the young uh, people married one year, they think I'm crazy. They think, well, you don't worry. We'll talk to you in 10 years' time. <laughs> I look at my dad. My dad has been at it for over uh, 40 years now. He dresses up. They get ready to go to... The, uh, uh, to some wedding and my, wife, my mom would just come out and say hey that's the wrong shirt yes ma'am you just go just, man it's like man I'm the I'm. <laughs> I said man you should wear the one that you want when I was still a bachelor you should wear the one that you he said don't worry you learn <laughs> and so and so Listen to this. This is Jesus, right? And he says this. You know, I, I was going to talk about the fig tree and stuff like that, but it's going to just eat away from my time. This is Jesus, verse 22. He answered the disciples and says, uh, and said this. He said, have faith in God. The, the correct uh, Greek rendition would actually say, have the God kind of faith. Amen. And what does the God kind of faith do? Verse 23. For assuredly, I say unto you, that whosoever, I like that, it qualifies everybody. Someone shout, I'm a whosoever. He says, for assuredly I say to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, your problems, the mountains before you, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. And so there's a, a time in prayer where we speak to the mountain. 
But there is also a time in prayer where we do verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you that whatever thing you ask, when you pray. Someone say, when you pray. He says, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you have received them. Question, when should you believe that you have received them? When you pray. Did you notice that? He didn't say, he didn't say that uh, whatever thing you ask, when you've received them, believe that you have them. Because when you receive them, you don't need to believe that you've received them. You already have them. He says, but here's the kicker of the prayer of petition, is that whatever things you ask, when you pray, and that's a time designation, when you pray, what should you do when you pray? Believe what? You must believe that you've received them, right? And when should you believe that you have received them? In other words, before you leave the prayer closet. You want to know you're functioning in the prayer of petition, right? Before you leave the prayer closet, you should be able to say, thank you, Jesus. That's what he's saying. He's saying you should receive it when you pray. Amen? And when you do receive it, when you pray, if you are raised right and you have manners, you should be able to say, thank you, Lord. In fact, thanksgiving becomes your faith thermometer. Faith thermometer, right? Faith faith thermometer. Is that a word? Your, your thanksgiving is the one that measures your faith. It's why scripture says you can abound in faith, have faith in the overflow through thanksgiving. You want to check if you really believe that God did it for you and you are you're sincere in your heart that you have received it can you say thank you while you're still in the prayer closet and not as a technique but as a heartfelt gratitude that i know i've received it why because i prayed it according to his will man you know in, in the natural we we have more confidence than uh that in in man than in god you know, because if, if, if Pastor Henry, you know, I went to Pastor Henry at the end of the service and I say, Pastor Henry, you know, can I please have uh, some meat? You know, I'd like to have a bride uh, today at 2 p.m. Can I please have some meat? If he says to me, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to bring the meat at uh, 1.30 at your house. If, if I believe in Pastor Henry's uh, character and uh, a personality that you, you back up his word, what should I do when I get to the house at 1 o'clock? light the fire because i know the meat is coming yeah. amen yeah. but what we do in prayer is that we ask the lord uh, for the meat and the lord said go light the fire i'm coming i'm, I'm going to see you at 1 30 and at about 12 uh, 45 we go back and and it's as if we didn't ask it's like a fresh request lord can i please have some meat and the Lord says, hey, I said I'm bringing the meat at 1.30. And it's 12.47 and we're really now starting to feel like the Lord is not coming through. And so we're going to put together a prayer chain, right? We're going to get some brothers to join in. And we're going to join hands at midnight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And tell the Lord that we, I really need some meat. Because the Lord is not taking this prayer request seriously 
And then the Lord says, hey, I've already granted that request. And because we're not functioning in faith, we keep asking. And I have to say, a prayer of petition that's been prayed twice was prayed one of the times in unbelief. Because if we ask, we must have the confidence that he, is, he, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that he has granted the things that we have asked uh, of him. Amen? And so I, all I'm saying is you must have a little more confidence in God. Just, uh, just the same confidence that you have in your friends. Just have that for God and you'll be all right in this prayer of petition. Amen? I said amen. amen. Now going back to this verse, uh, verse 24 of Mark chapter number uh, 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 11. It says, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe you have received them and you will have them. And so if there's another word you need to circle there, is that he didn't say uh, uh, whatever people you ask, right? I'm talking to the single population of, of the church. He says, whatsoever thing you desire. I know people who've used this verse for whatsoever person they desire. And the problem with that is uh, you may desire them, but they may not desire you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so this, this prayer won't help you, uh, uh, you know, uh, change or violate people's free will. He says, whatsoever thing, an inanimate object, right? Things. You can use this prayer for things. Healing is a thing. Prosperity is a thing. People are not a thing. Some people have used this. They say, whatsoever thing I desire, I desire sister so-and-so. <laughs> and they're wondering why this prayer hasn't come to pass. It is because sister so-and-so doesn't desire you back. That's not a prayer point, right? It's just something you can fix. You can fix your personality. You can have a little bit more respect. You know, let women go first. Open, learn to open doors. You, you may have a chance if you start fixing those things. Amen? Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And, and something else that we see in this, in this verse is that he says, Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask, and a lot of people have, have taken that to mean anything. But remember, the context is whatever you think you ask in his will or according to his will. So it's like if I went to uh, a restaurant with Marshall here. We went to a restaurant, right? Uh, it's a, it's a, a pizza restaurant. It's a Chinese restaurant. Uh, we, we go to a Chinese restaurant and I say to Marshall, hey, Marshall, you can have whatever you want. Now, it was ludicrous for Marshall to say, hey, I want some pop. Because <laughs> the context is we had a what? at a Chinese restaurant. And so Jesus, the reason he just says, whatever you ask, is because uh, the context is whatever you ask, watch this, from the grace menu. If it hasn't been provisioned by grace, it does not qualify for you to ask for it. Because people say, whatever you ask, well, I ask that I rob a bank and I never get caught. That doesn't fit the menu. It is not on the grace menu. So it's whatever you ask that Jesus has already paid for on the cross. And this is why you and I have to become more familiar with the menu. The grace menu. The problem is you can't pray this prayer if you don't know what's on the grace menu. You know, the grace menu is what God has given us to respond to by faith and we can begin to order and pray those things uh, into manifestation. 
and ask for those things. And in the beginning of your Christian walk as a young believer, you may have other people ordering for you. Because you can't read the menu. But that shouldn't be your long-term uh, uh, game plan. At some point, you ought to start reading your menu uh, uh, for yourself so you can place orders for yourself. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. And, and you can't really function in this prayer if you don't know what the will of God is for that specific thing. So, for example, if you are petitioning God for healing, you at least need to know, you know, Isaiah 53, verse 5, 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes I am healed. 3 John 1, 2, it is God's will in his grace menu for me to have divine health. Amen. Amen. You don't pray the prayer of petition also and end it with these words. If it be your will. Because you should have known what the will is. He says we pray according to his, to his will. Right? Now watch what else happens in Mark chapter number 11. Watch what else happens there. Uh, this is going to bless you. Verse 25. This is connected. Uh, verse 24 and verse 25 are connected. 24, 25 comes after 24. Amen? That's a powerful revelation there. And, and 26 comes after 25. And so sometimes we stop reading. You know, because we, we, we like 24, we forget that it's connected to 25. And you put the word and in verse 25 as a conjunction because these two thoughts are connected, right? These are two variables that are connected. He says, and when you stand praying, right, asking for whatever thing is in this wheel, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. And so the church didn't say amen on that one. They, they wanted to receive the petitions. They didn't want to, you know, forgive anybody. But the two are connected. Yeah. Why? Because when God answers your prayer, he gives it to you in a spiritual format. And he does it instantly. God, when you pray, he will give you the answer as you are praying in a spiritual format. But that spiritual format answer must come into manifestation in the natural. And for it to come into manifestation in the natural, it has to go through the channel of your heart. And so if, you have, if you're harboring unforgiveness in your heart, it's going to stop the flow of that answered prayer into manifestation. And so this is Jesus says, if you stand with something against someone, before you pray, <laughs> make sure you're forgiven them. He even says it with regards to offerings. He says if you bring your offering to the altar and just before you do it, you remember, oh man, I have beef with someone. He says go back. Go and ask for forgiveness. Give them forgiveness. And then when you come back, you can sow your seed. Why? Because even your harvest of giving is going to flow through the channel of your heart. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's go to First Peter. Some of you don't believe this. Let's go to First Peter chapter number 3, uh, verse 7. And so you, 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 you're going to have to let go. Aren't your neighbor and say, let go. Uh, push the person in front of you and say, forgive, forgive. Forgive them. Amen. Amen. That's not what we, that's not typically what, what, what we do is that, what we do is we go into the prayer closet and we, we have all these different people that we should have forgiven and, and we have something against them and instead of forgiving them, we, we're praying fire, sending fire to them. <laughs> and we expect God to respond to that prayer request. In fact, we're going there and we're praying evil on them. Say, Lord, 
May something bad. God is not going to answer that prayer. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. They, 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 don't, they don't like this forgiveness stuff. It's not me. It's Jesus. Did y'all see that? He says, when you, you must forgive. Now watch what he says in uh, First Peter. Where did I tell you to go? First Peter verse 7. Oh, watch what he says. This one is good. He says, husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife. Did y'all see that? Last week we talked about honor. You remember? We said honor in your heart will allow for uh, God uh, as things to, to flow through you and come into manifestation. Dishonor will do the opposite. Remember, Jesus couldn't do mighty works in Nazareth because they had dishonor in their hearts. It says there he could not do mighty works because of their dishonor and their unbelief. And when, when someone has dishonor in their hearts, it, it it, it, it creates a, 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 a blockage, if you will, of, of, of God answers instantly. But these things have to flow through your heart and it creates like a, like a blockage in your heart such that the stuff can't flow through. They can't come into manifestation. They're stuck in the spiritual realm. They're just waiting for your heart to clear up so that they can come into manifestation. I remember uh, 2011 when my wife and I got uh, married right uh we had someone come and take pictures and then straight after that uh, uh they send an email two days later or with all the pictures it was uh only two point something one point something you know gigabytes of a file and when we got that in the email now it, it was time for us to look at the pictures but it was way back in the days of slow internet and so we would click download and the thing was slow it was slow it was uh, 0 0.01 uh, megabytes per second. It was slow. And we could see the thing. It's moving so slow. And so we decided, you know what? We're going to leave it downloading and we're going to go out and eat. So we went out to eat. We came back. We went to honeymoon. We came back. We had, we had Munesu. <laughs> we had our firstborn child. And this thing is, is... And sometimes that's what happens to your answered prayers. Your answered prayers are already in your inbox with your, with your name on it. Stamped, signed, sealed, and delivered. It's already in your inbox. The only thing, the only problem, the only thing that's slowing them down is there's too much going on in your heart. And so the, the download speed, oh man, there's too much unforgiveness in there. So the download speed is slow. Just one um. Just, just one um. Just, just one in the spiritual section. Just one. I thought I was going to get a, an, an applause, a loud amen. Just one. Amen. And that's what he's trying to say over here. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Uh, husbands, 1 Peter 3 7. He says, husbands, uh, uh, giving honor to the wife is unto the weaker vessel. He's not saying your wife is a weaker vessel, but he's saying she's delicate. He's saying she's uh, treated, she's precious. Treat her like that. Don't, don't be rough with her. That's what he's trying to say. Do you all see that? And he says, uh, uh, treat her that way, right? As being heirs together of the grace of life. He says if you do all of that, uh, the reason you're doing all of that, you can put an SO between life and that. The reason you're doing all of that is so that your prayers may not be. Yes. Wow. Yes. Did y'all see that? 
He said, if you, if you don't do this, your prayers are being hindered. It's like you have uh, uh, rugby players in your heart. God answers the prayer, right? The, the prayer is trying to cross the finish line, but you have these rugby players in your heart. Unforgiveness. They're stopping your prayer from uh, tackling your prayers. They won't cross the line. Hindered. There's an hindrance. He's not saying God won't answer them. He's saying they are being hindered. Did you see that? Because when God gives it, he gives it instantly. He's going to answer it instantly in a spiritual format. But there can be hindrances, the things that we do that are stopping those prayers from coming to manifestation. Now, this is not a popular sermon, but it's going to bless you. Amen. Amen. And so let's read it in reverse. Husbands, likewise, if you don't dwell with your wives with understanding if you don't give honor to your wives as unto the weaker vessel as being if you don't treat her as being heirs together of the grace of life your prayers will be hindered he didn't say they won't be answered he's saying they will be hindered from coming into manifestation and that's what offense has been doing for you He's been hindering. He, listen, when we get to heaven, we're going to be presented with bags, some of you suitcases of things that God answered. He answered them. They were in spiritual format, pack, uh, packaged them. They just didn't come into manifestation because they, watch this now, because there was not enough bandwidth in your heart to allow them to flow freely. God answered by grace. But there was strife. Scripture tells us where they strive, there's confusion in every evil work. Man, when you, had, have a, you, you can't pay me enough money to be offended at you. Amen. It costs too much for me to be offended at you. Amen? amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Jesus said don't take offense. Offense is given every single day. Offense is, is the cheapest commodity, one of the cheapest. You know, outside of opinion, offense is also cheap. It's always on discount. Uh, offense is given by the, by the drawers. People are going to be giving us selling offense every day. But you have a choice in the matter. You don't have to take offense. Amen? Amen. There's not a single person in the world that, that deserves that right so that they can disrupt your destiny. There's not a single person in the world that I know of that if you say their name to me, I start to feel some kind of way. I don't give that much right to people. Now, I'm not saying there's no people who are going to try to offend you. I'm just saying that, hey, you don't have to take offense. You can forgive instantly. Amen? Some people have, the one guy, he wronged me so bad. Uh, when I met him the next time, we were laughing about it. I like to laugh a lot. And so we were laughing about it. I said, man, you, you must be crazy to have done that. And he said, man, I knew, I knew exactly that it was going to turn out to be like, we became friends and we laughed and, and so on and so forth. Man, you shouldn't hold anything against anyone if you are serious about your destiny. Amen. Offense is like pouring a petrol on yourself. That's what it's like. Every time you take offense, unforgiveness, it is like pouring petrol on yourself. Uh, petrol, uh, paraffin, all those things, they call them, uh, uh, they're flammable, right? Yeah. Right? And so when, and whenever you take offense, it's like taking a five-liter uh, 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 petrol container full of petrol and you just pour it over yourself. 
every time you're mad at someone, every time you're, you're easily offended. And there's some people who are offense ready. They'll be offended at anything. You just take them out. They're going to be offended at the uh, parking guards. They're going to be offended at the airport. They're going to be offended at security. They're just offense ready. Right? And all they're doing is they're pouring petrol on themselves. They're pouring petrol on themselves. They become flammable to the point where when the devil, all the devil has to do, the Bible calls them fiery darts of the wicked one. He calls them fire. If you read in Ephesians chapter number 6, it talks about fiery darts. The enemy just throws a fiery dart. It's really a dart. You know, if you've ever played darts, it's really just a little dart with a little bit of fire on it. It shouldn't cause big problems. You shouldn't have caused big problems. But the issue was, you were already flammable. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so we see people come to us all the time for help, you know, particularly in the marriage relationship, and they're ready to get a divorce. And we, we start talking to them, and some of the counselors here can tell you, you start talking to them, you're really trying to get what the issue is. You, you, you're prompting them, you're, getting, you're asking all the questions, and you're really trying to get what the deal is, and you find out it was just but a matchstick issue. How did the matchstick issue cause so much trouble? It was because both of them were already highly, highly flammable. You know, if you go to the uh, uh, garage, to the uh, BP station or, or whatever, you know, Caltex, Sasso, you know, they have their um, highly flammable environment. <laughs> Man, don't allow your life to be a highly flammable environment. <laughs> don't allow your marriage to be a highly flammable environment. Can I get an amen? Because yes, what will happen is that the enemy will throw fiery darts, matchstick issues. Things, what do you do when you want to put out a matchstick? Just blow. Things you should have just blown. Man, they will cause all kinds of drama in your life. We would have to call the fire department, call the... This is what, man, this is why you're calling the church office all the time. Not that we don't, you know, you can call, but not all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. But we can, we can get rid of that. You know what the Bible calls it? It says to husbands again, it says husbands... Why don't you minister to your wives, watch this now, by the washing of the word. You want to find that verse and put it up there? He says, wash your wives by the, by the water of the word. Why? Because water is an extinguisher. When you allow the word of God to dominate your life, it extinguishes the flammable stuff. You want to get rid of offense from your life, always stay in the word. If you stay in the word, you're not going to become uh, highly flammable. What verse is that? Ephesians 5, 20? 26. Ephesians 5, 26. What? See, people think I'm just talking, but it's there in the Bible. He's talking, verse 25. Let's see who he's talking to. He's talking to husbands again. Verse 25. Let's start. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Watch this, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. So instead of uh, uh, giving them offense and stuff to be offended by, you should be ministering the word of God. And when you do that, they're not going to be troubled by matchstick issues. Amen. 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 
I said, Amen. Man, I'm telling you, you start to uh, live your life this way, you're going to see uh, all your, your prayers come into manifestation. You're going to see all of those things uh, uh, begin to happen. And, and I'm going to end with this. When, when we make our petitions before God, this is what I'm going to end with. When we make our petitions before God, a petition is defined as a solemn request to a high superior authority. And the word solemn means uh, deeply earnest, serious, and sober. And so what we need to realize as the church is that when we make these requests before God, when we make these uh, petitions before God, these are solemn requests. These are highly thought out, deeply earnest, serious, and sober requests. Now the problem is we come into the highest authority in the universe, which is God's office. We come in there uh, boldly, and, and we have uh, 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 no leaking clue about what we would want from the Lord. Because we treat him like a lightweight. And so it's a petition. It's supposed to be a highly thought out. And we ought to be deeply earnest about receiving it from the Lord. But because most of us don't think prayer works, you know what we do? We come into the highest office in, in all of the universe. We come into the presence of the person of God who can help us fix any issue but we have no leaking clue what we want from him and so god says what can i do for you and we says oh yeah ah uh, ah uh, if you find this in your heart i mean you're talking to god almighty and you have no clue so here's what i suggest i suggest when you get home right you you come up with a with a list of petitions that is clear this is what I would like from the Lord. And then you go find it in, in, in His will. Go find a verse. I want to be completely healed. And you go and put, you know, Isaiah 53 verse 5 right next to it. This is what I'm standing on. And this is my request. We've done that for many years now. Uh, uh, my wife and I, you know, the, the, I mean, we've, we've, we can go back to 10 years. We have all kinds of lists for everything. When we were uh, having our first child, we had a list, you know, this is what we would want, uh, and we had scriptures that talked about that. Uh, childbirth. Uh, my wife had verses that talk about, you know, childbirth, and we would make those petitions. It's a clear request from the Lord. It's not something up high in the sky. When we wanted to uh, buy our first home, we had a clear request. Lord, we would like to have a, uh, our first home. And what was the scripture for? Psalm 112. We put it right next to it. It says the, uh, righteous, uh, 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 the, the righteous house has all these different things. And it's talking about how the righteous have a house that has all those different things. And so we stood on that. And whatever you want to petition God for, you need to be clear about it, knowing this, that God not only is he willing he is also able and more than able to do it for you amen, amen? amen. and so you put those petitions and you put uh, where we find it in the will where is it on the grace menu and you put a list of those things you start touching and agreeing as, as husband and wife man I'm telling you it works like a charm almost every single thing we, we've put on those lists has come to pass because we are clear, this is what we want from the Lord. When you make a request, it must be a definite request. Amen? Amen. 
I said, amen. It must be a definite. If you're praying for prosperity, you can put John 10, 10. Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. And you can pray and say, Father, I know that prosperity is mine. You say in your word that it is your will that I prosper. Therefore, I thank you that prosperity is mine in Jesus' name based, based on your word. And when you walk out of the prayer closet, you walk out with an earnest expectation and and what you do after you pray is as important as what you do in the prayer closet i can tell based on your actions and your your words whether you believe that god has answered your prayer or not amen i said amen if you really believe god has answered your prayer about things you're going to start making some room for those things and so people go and they ask God for a car, and then they go and in the same breath, they will go and look for an apartment building that does not give them a parking spot. Because subconsciously, you know, after all, can God give me a car? Amen. I said amen. People will go and ask God, for a house but they don't make the necessary preparations to be a house owner they don't do that people ask god for a, a job they don't go and you know brush up their cv and send it to different places they don't uh, you know follow through with works of faith and so after you pray what you do outside of the prayer closet is as important as what you did in the prayer closet can I get an amen? amen? And so I'm telling you, this works. God wants to answer every single one of your prayers. Just be clear about it. Amen. And you'll begin to see those manifestations. And I'm telling you, when he answers, it's going to be in spiritual format, but make sure you create the, the bandwidth in your heart. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet? Someone shout, I'll forgive. Someone shout, I'm a forgiver. Someone shout, I don't harbor any, any offense in my heart. Amen. Someone shout, I, I, I cultivate a culture of honor. Amen. I know in First Peter 3 verse 7, he was talking about husbands. He says, husband, give uh, honor to your wives and I know most wives will, yeah pastor preach that you're preaching good well it also applies to the wives amen we are not uh, exempt from giving honor and living a life of honor amen I've seen it throughout the years and and you know with careful observation uh, I, you know, because I'm, 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 I talk to people and I spend time with a lot of people. I just love hanging out with people. And this is what I've observed over the years is that people of dishonor stay stuck. I've, I've observed this, that people who don't have honor in their hearts, uh, honor primarily for God and for the things of God. The Bible is, is littered all over you know, the scriptures with something that uh, he calls the fear of God or the reverence of God. And he says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. He says the fear of God is the beginning of life. 
He says the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. What is he talking about? He's talking about an inward respect for the things of God. And I've observed throughout you know, my years as a believer that the people who don't recognize that God Almighty is to be honored and that, that cultivate a culture of honor for the things of God, they always stay stuck. They always stay stuck. I've noticed as well that people who don't honor uh, elders right in the in the in the spiritual hierarchy they stay stuck i've noticed that people who don't honor their their parents they stay stuck scripture tells us expressly he said it in the old testament the apostle paul the apostle of grace repeats it in the new testament in ephesians he says we are to honor your father and your mother and he says this this is the first commandment with a, with a reward attached to it And so when you honor your father and your mother, he says this. He says, so that things may be well with you. Amen. I've noticed people who don't honor uh, uh, older people. Man, you just treat people in their 60s, people in their 70s, any kind of way. You you don't listen uh, to people that are older. You don't think they, they know anything. Man, I'm telling you, you're headed for a disaster. You're a train wreck going somewhere to happen. When you sit with older people, when you meet with older people, this is, this is for, it's in the Bible, it's there. It talks about young women, you know, receiving from old women. But even in the culture, when people don't respect older people, there's a problem, there's a disconnect, and you always see it in the fruit. Lack of fruit. Amen. I said amen. And so honor. We ought to cultivate a culture of honor. One for another. How do you treat? How do you treat other believers? Because you must realize other believers carry the fullness of God on the inside of them. Do you lord it over them? Do you treat them any kind of way? Man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, the way you treat the body of Christ, other believers, you treat people any kind of way, man, it's a reflection of a lack of honor uh, on the inside of, of our hearts. And it creates a, a hindrance for, from the things that God has already answered coming into manifestation. Amen. I said amen. There's one thing you'll never catch Pastor C and I uh, do. We'll never treat anyone uh, better than anybody else because of, of their social standing or their spiritual standing. I treat everybody the same with respect. You'll never, you'll never catch me shouting at anybody like I'm some kind of fool. Because I've, I've, I've learned about honor. Amen. You never catch me give someone a word and I don't back it up with action. If I'm coming, I'm coming. If I'm not coming, I'm not coming. Amen? Amen. And these are all the things that we need to put in our hearts. We, man, I'm telling you, you start functioning this way with honor. He says, submit one to another. When it comes to this body, don't take advantage of people. Say submit one to another. Honor one another. You do that, you create an environment in your heart. You move from 0.1 megabytes per second to 300 gigabytes. That's, that's the speed these days, right? 300 megabytes, right? MB, 300 megabytes per second. I mean, you pray today. On Tuesday, you have it in manifestation. Amen. Amen. 
But it has to start with our hearts. We create that pathway. And next week, we're going to be looking at another different kind of prayer. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for these, your precious children. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for this word. Lord, we thank you that these, your precious children, have received it. And that going forward, Lord, you're going to help them create a wide bandwidth in their heart that the things that they've prayed for, the things that have already been answered, may not be hindered. I stand and pray for all the husbands under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Father, that they're learning from your word to give honor unto their wives, to respect and uh, uh, protect uh, their wives, uh, to treat them as fellow heirs uh, of this grace life so that their prayers may not be hindered. We remove every hindrance. We uproot and destroy every hindrance right now in the name of Jesus. We uproot and destroy the hindrances of unforgiveness in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that this morning you are calling us to a place of letting go. You are calling us to a place of freedom and liberty in you. Lord, I thank you that even as we give our offerings, Lord, I thank you, Father, that we will begin to prioritize uh, forgiving others, extending grace, even as we have received grace. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for this is your word for us this morning. I thank you, Father, that we will not harbor offense. But Father, that we will stay in your word. We will stay in your promises and be encouraged by your word. I release now every answered prayer into manifestation. Every answered prayer for healing into manifestation. Every answered prayer for prosperity into manifestation. Every answered prayer for new divine connections, new opportunities, new job opportunities and increase in revenue. I begin to pray a release right now in the name of jesus lord i thank you that you are expanding our hearts to the level of your word thank you father it is in jesus name that we pray and someone said amen Amen. let me tell you the things that god has in store for you are already too big for your bandwidth even without forgiveness, unforgiveness, offense, and all those things, they're already too big. Because you're going to have some, you're going to have to have a radical mind shift, a radical renewal of the mind, the things that they're already big, they're already way too big for your bandwidth. Now, don't limit the bandwidth by all this unnecessary stuff. Amen. And I'm telling you, uh, 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 we were at the pastor's conference there uh, uh, last, last month. And uh, on the Wednesday night, you know, I got a prophetic word. And we put all these prophetic words on our website because that's where we are going as a church. And so you can go listen to them after church. And, and, and they're strikingly similar. So I got two words on, on Wednesday. I got a word, a prophetic word, and I remember going to my room after the meeting, and I, and I laughed at that word. I said to, to myself, because my mind is so, so small, one of the things you'll ever battle as a leader is, is, is thinking small. It's a bigger plague than, than corona. Amen. I said Amen. 
<laughs> you don't believe it just close your eyes and imagine yourself in a rolls royce just try it right now just try it just try it most of you are like i, I can't get in pastor i can't even it's still at imagination level right one of the things you better is your own mind receiving the things that god wants to do in your life amen i can give you another one close your eyes and and, and, and think of yourself as an owner of a house in Camps Bay. Close your eyes and try it. Just try it. Just try it. You still see four ways. You're like, I can't get out of four ways. Still, it's, right? And I remember I went there and I looked at that word and I thought, man, this is, nah, there's no way. And, and what happened was the Lord sent someone else the next day. One day later, these two men had not met. Right? And uh, uh, Joseph Z gave me a word on Wednesday, and, and Billy, he doesn't prophesy, he called me up, he said, and it was the same word. You can go and listen to it. There, there are some things that stand out on both words. These two guys didn't talk to each other, and that's what God will do in your life, is that he will give you a word that's bigger than where you are, and that word is already bigger than what you have going on in your heart bandwidth. Now, don't reduce that bandwidth. Don't take it backwards by harboring all these things. Amen. This is a serious message. Some of you need to call up some people today and, and love on them. And ha, some of you need to buy some people a gift. Yeah. Amen. Just one amen over here. Just one. <coughs> amen. amen. Oh, yes. Some of you need to buy your boss a gift. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Just another. <coughs> Just. Instead of going to the canteen, and talking about them behind their back and, and, and limiting your bandwidth, you need to buy them a gift. Some of you need to start uh, praying for them uh, constantly. Just another half, that was a half, half amen in the, just half amen. I said amen. Man, you start doing that. I'm telling you, you start doing that. You start letting go. You start, don't easily get offended. Set yourself free from people's opinions. Hey, listen, people are going to talk about you whether you do something or you do nothing at all. They're still going to talk about you. If you base your life on the opinions of people, man, you're going to limit what God is trying to do in your heart. Amen? I said amen. Where God is taking you, some of you, where God is taking you, He's going to make you the leader, the CEO. You better get immune to people's opinions. They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about the car that you drive. They're going to say, who do you think you are? They're going to just say, praise the Lord. Bless you. Yep. Some are going to say, we love you. We love you. You turn around. They're going to stick it in your back. A long one. They're going to stick it in your back. And it will be obvious. Amen and you will be i mean you justified talk about being justified you're going to be justified to be offended but don't hurt your destiny don't do that to your destiny amen set yourself free from what people say or think about you jesus has already set you free you and the spirit of the lord where the spirit of the lord is man ah, i'm free amen praise the lord thank you jesus thank you father we hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.